Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. lived a life of absolute surrender. Now I want you to think about that. Too often today we just, we, we just accept things that are spoken. What does the word absolute mean? When I say absolute surrender, what I'm actually saying is that he lived a flawlessly submissive life to God. Is that even possible to live a flawlessly submissive life to God? Maybe like 70 or 80%, maybe some do even better, but 100% of the time, as Pastor Robert will clarify in today's message, this isn't possible for men, but with the help of the Holy Spirit, the impossible becomes possible. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 20, as he continues his message, Paul's Secret Source. I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly and from house to house testifying to Jews and also to Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Beautiful little succinct explanation of the gospel. You know, that that he was always talking about repentance toward God. You, You need to stop trying to do life by yourself or or do life on your own terms or or do life the way you think it ought to be done and instead turn to God and let him show you how it ought to be done let him show you he's cr- the creator he's willing to teach us and 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 then faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ just trust him that's the idea actually trust the risen Christ. Second thing I want you to notice, Paul was always working to make disciples who would make more disciples. He was always working to to, to make apprentices who would then go and make more apprentices. We, We aren't given many details of the persecution Paul endured at Ephesus, but apparently it was bad. Here he reminds the Ephesian elders that it it wasn't easy for him in Ephesus. Yet he taught them both publicly and privately. He said, I I, I didn't hold back. I taught you in the open. I taught you publicly. I taught you from house to house. I taught you privately. Now, now listen, the thing that, that it kind of tickled me, if I can be honest, he's like, you guys, you know how I lived among you. You know how humble I am. Seriously? He's bragging about his humility right here, right? 
Why, what's, he, what's he doing? Was he reminding them of his humility and all that he suffered and, and everything that he went through to be there with them? Is he reminding them of this because he wants them to feel obligated like he thinks they owe him something? No. And next week, you'll see it in black and white. No, what he was doing, he was still teaching them. He was still teaching them. He was still giving. He was reminding them of the example that he had set. You know how I lived. The implication being, now you go live that way and show others how to live that way. Still making disciples, still equipping apprentices so that they could go and equip even more. Verse 22, he continues. He says, and see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem. What does that mean? Well, it means he had a choice, but he gave it up. In the Spirit, he was, it's like he was handcuffed. It's like he was chained. He, 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 he says, I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Third observation, final point, Paul lived a life of absolute surrender. Now I want you to think about that. Too often today we just, we, we just accept things that are spoken. What does the word absolute mean? When I say absolute surrender, What I'm actually saying is that he lived a flawlessly submissive life to God. Now, if you're paying attention and you're thinking about, okay, he was human, uh, I don't think that's possible. But see, here's the thing. I chose the wording very deliberately. I, I shared with you recently, I'm reading a book by Andrew Murray. The title of it is Absolute Surrender. Absolute Surrender. Is it possible to live a life of absolute surrender to the will of God? Murray makes a point. He says, you know, humanly speaking, it's impossible. But Jesus said the things that are impossible with men, God makes possible. Isn't that something? Jesus said it's impossible for a rich man to ever get into the kingdom of heaven. And, and the idea there was they, they trust in their own abilities, they trust in their resources, they trust in their money, they, you know, they're, they're, ne- they're never going to lay that down and just be completely dependent and, and learn to trust Jesus. It's not going to happen without divine intervention. Things that are impossible with men are possible with God. Things that are impossible with men are made possible by God. And this is so important for you and me to wrap our minds around. Paul said he didn't know all the details of what was going to happen to him at Jerusalem. He just knew he had to go. He was bound in the Spirit. He had to go. Even though he knew that it was going to get ugly. He knew that chains and tribulations awaited him. And he knew what that meant because he had already endured chains and tribulations. Everybody with me? 
It's like if you got no frame of reference. I was in the Peruvian jungle back, I don't know, 10 years ago or whatever, and I'm trying to explain to one of the, one of the young girls there in the middle of the jungle about a shopping mall. She had absolutely no concept. I mean, they had a little, you know, 8 by 10 store where you could buy and it had electricity. They had run electricity to it, and, and so it had a freezer, and, and you could go there and get an ice cream. You could go there and buy Coca-Cola, and they had just a very small amount of the bait. And the village only had 100 adults, so it wasn't like they needed a, a public supermarket or an, an Aventura Mall. And she'd never been to Lima. She had no concept Paul had a concept. He had already been beaten a few times. He had already endured dungeons. He knew what he was being warned of, and he made a decision to go on anyway. And even though people were begging him, when we get into chapter 21, in a couple of weeks, you'll see, they were begging him not to go. Chapter 21, Acts 21, 12 says, now when we heard these things, this is Luke, when we heard these things, both we and those from that place pleaded with him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, what do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I'm ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Now Paul didn't die in Jerusalem, but he did suffer. And his arrest at Jerusalem led to years of imprisonments and his eventual execution in Rome. But what's the secret sauce part? I mean, how, how did Paul have the faith and the courage to just keep going, keep going, keep going, knowing that so much suffering lay ahead of him? How could he say with integrity, with sincerity, none of these things move me? When he was faced repeatedly with the prophetic promise of beatings and chains and, and, and even worse, listen, you, you need to write this down. You need to make a note. You know, get out your phone, open the note thing, and, and, and make a note because I'm going to give you the secret sauce. And some of you are going to need it before you die. Some of you are going to need this before you die. The reason Paul could press on in spite of everything that happened and everything that he knew was going to happen without denying Jesus, without being tempted to turn back, is that he lived every single day with one clear goal in view. The Book of Acts is a fascinating look at the church and the first believers and followers of Jesus. It's not the church as you may know it today, the building you're used to attending, or the worship service format you're familiar with. But this early body of believers paints a beautiful picture of deep fellowship, connected community, and sustaining faith, values that are still held by Christians today. As you continue to study this book with Pastor Robert, you'll see how hardship tested these men and women and how they trusted the Lord. You'll also discover how God used them and their testimonies to spread the good news to the world. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or would like to explore more of Pastor Robert's messages from Main Thing Radio, visit mainthingradio.com today or download our mobile app to listen anytime, anywhere. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just follow the link you'll find at the website. Again, that's mainthingradio.com. 
We'd love to hear from you too if you have any questions or if you'd like prayer. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 305-531-2730. We're so glad you joined us today. Our time with you has come to an end, but be sure to tune in next time to keep learning from the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio, 